Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I fact check and investigate things that have been said on the Joe Rogan experience. Today I'll be looking at episode 1853 with Jeremy Corbell. This is the first ever episode being recorded from my editor's house. My editor is real. He is feet away from me. Many of you do not think he is a real person, but I'm looking at him right now. He refuses to speak into the microphone or say anything, but we just got done eating teriyaki and watching Sonic fan videos on YouTube. But anyway, Jeremy Corbell is a UFO expert, researcher, documentarian, and personal friend of Bob Lazar. So what he has to say should be taken very seriously and is worth analyzing, is what I'm getting at here. One of the things they discuss in this episode is where all these UFOs are coming from. You probably think they come from space because you know nothing about UFOs and you are a fool. In reality, they bring up a few different theories about their origins. Rogan says that there are 11 dimensions, and maybe there could be universes and aliens in these other dimensions that could come and visit us. I am not going to spend an hour explaining why this doesn't make any sense, but basically the whole 11 dimensions thing is really just a mathematical model attempting to explain something. It is not a place that an alien could be living in. It is not like Rick and Morty. It is actually just a model that some nerd came up with, and it does not it does not mean what Rogan seems to think it means. In my opinion, the superior idea as to where A. Lamaus are coming from is the ultra-terrestrial hypothesis, which Jeremy brings up and seems to like. I looked up the ultra-terrestrial hypothesis, and the first definition I found was from a website called The Black Files. The site says it was designed with Wix.com, and I can only assume that this is in fact some kind of top-secret government leaking website, and not something that a random schizo created by himself. On there, it says ultra-terrestrials are beings who come from beyond the realm of human experience altogether, whether from parallel universes, alternate dimensions, or they might just be closer to home, possibly right under our feet within the Earth's crust. Now this I like, I like it more than the dimensions thing, and it seems much more realistic to me. The page goes on to explain the theory further in red text on a black background, but I won't really get into it. You get the idea, ultra-terrestrials, you know, hollow earth, probably real. The biggest new thing that Jeremy talks about in this episode, I will be calling him Jeremy, by the way, because I think we're kind of on a first name basis, and it's funny to me. The, the biggest thing he talks about in this episode is the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2023. This is because it has an amendment added by Congressman Mike Gallagher that Jeremy says is basically whistleblower protection for people in the government who can now come out and talk about UFOs, or they'll be able to come out and talk about it when slash if it passes. He really hypes this up, and he says that this could be the thing that finally exposes the government's UFO programs. When this passes, all of these people are going to come forward and break their NDAs, and they'll tell us that the government has aliens, and the X-Files is real, etc. Now, briefly putting aside the fact that aliens are not real, 
This amendment really isn't as powerful as he seems to think it is. On the second page of it, it says, quote, The system established pursuant to paragraph 1 shall serve as a mechanism to prevent unauthorized public reporting or compromise of properly classified military intelligence systems, programs, and related activity, including all categories and levels of special access and compartmented access programs, current, historical, and future. This really makes the whole thing sound pretty toothless, honestly. What if the UFO information is part of properly classified military and intelligence systems? What if reverse engineering a UFO to create super powerful spaceships that humans can fly counts as being part of a properly classified intelligence program? Well, then they could legally go after people who exposed their secrets about it. I mean, think about it from the perspective of someone working in an underground lab somewhere for the Air Force. You've been working on this alien thing for decades. Amazingly, it has stayed secret this whole time somehow. People largely ignored Bob Lazar, and so you continue to get away with your experiments. Suddenly, this completely random congressman makes a new rule that says if you publicly expose alien secrets, you get off completely free. Why would they do this? Why would they allow this? They kept one of the most important scientific discoveries of all time completely secret, but now they have just changed their minds. It just doesn't make any sense. If I was a scientist and someone tried to post my alien secrets online, I would kill them. But anyway, this has passed the House and is now in the Senate. So I guess we'll just have to see what happens. If two weeks from now it turns out aliens are real, you can email me and let me know and say, ha ha, you're wrong, but you won't because they're not real. They talk about how different presidents have said things about aliens, and Jeremy says that Trump's comment on aliens was just, oh, I wish I could tell you. I will be doing my Trump impression, by the way. I know you think it's bad, but I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) And it is bad. But this is not exactly what Trump said about aliens. What he said was, so many people ask me that question. There are millions and millions of people that want to go there. They want to see it. I won't talk to you about what I know about it, but it's very interesting. But Roswell is a very interesting place with a lot of people that would like to know what's going on. That is what Trump actually had to say about Roswell. I mean, who knows what he even meant by that. Basically, he knows nothing, most likely... Uh, because there is nothing. When I was looking up what Trump had, had said about Alamaus, I discovered that the former director of space programs for Israel's Ministry of Defense, Professor Haim Ashid, has made some very interesting comments about this subject, the subject of Trump and UFOs. He said, The UFOs have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Trump was on the verge of revealing, but the aliens and the Galactic Federation are saying, wait, let people calm down first. They don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding. So if you want to believe this guy, then actually Trump was regularly in contact with the Galactic Federation. This is not like a random guy. This is like a real Israeli official. We give like $4 billion to Israel every year, by the way. And this is what they do with it. They pay this guy. So thank you, Israel. Thank you for this information. 
Jeremy says that the military can actually bait UFOs into coming out by transporting nukes around or something. Um, Despite this, again, there's no footage or any evidence. So where does this idea come from? Could he be thinking of the movie Nope, where they put out the fake horse and the whole movie's basically about baiting UFOs? No, he is not. On Twitter, someone asked Lou Elizondo about this. Lou Elizondo, if you don't know, because you you live under a rock and you don't keep up with the latest alien developments, he did actually work for the government and was the director of what was basically a probe into UFO sighting reports. So he is real, but he also worked for Tom DeLonge's fake company that claims to be developing a time machine. Uh, So basically, Lou Elizondo is an idiot. Someone on Twitter asked him about this whole baiting UFOs thing, and he said, quote, fantastic question, and unfortunately one I am not at liberty to elaborate on at this time, but keep asking this question, it's a very important one. Now, if this guy had really seen alien stuff and was really under a real legal agreement with the military to not reveal anything, do you really think this is how he would be acting? Do you really think the military would look at something like this and say, well, I guess he didn't technically break his agreement and reveal anything. Damn, it looks like we can't arrest him or shoot him with our heart attack gun. No, they would throw this guy off a roof and make it look like a suicide. Or at the very least, they would sue him into oblivion. Why does this not happen? Because it's not real and so nobody in the government cares if he goes on Twitter and says aliens are real. This is pretty much what Lou Elizondo does. Uh, He went on Tucker Carlson as well, and he basically said that the government has an alien ship, Uh, but then he sort of took it back and said, oh, I can't talk about it. Ha ha, I had to sign something. Sorry, lol. Now, there is another guy who has said that humans have successfully baited out UFOs and contacted them. Major General Vasily Alexiev. In a 1997 interview that I'm pretty sure is real, He talked about how when he was in the Soviet military, they would basically talk to aliens all the time. He said, quote, first the UFO appeared. In most instances, it was a sphere, but there were other kinds. Contact was achieved with the help of physical indications of behavior, pointing your arms in various directions, say, and the sphere became flattened in the same direction. If you raised your arms three times, the UFO flattened out in a vertical direction three times as well. So, I mean, this would obviously be quite the major discovery. I mean, it sounds like the Soviets were basically playing Simon Says with UFOs. They apparently never recorded any of these tests or anything, and there's no evidence, so I guess it just comes down to whether or not you believe this one random Russian guy or not. The other Russian UFO happening that Jeremy mentions is the Vranes UFO incident, which I had never heard of before. Jeremy seems to like it, and possibly thinks it's real, but this is a real wacky one. Several Russian children said that they saw a spaceship land and an alien actually get out into the streets. It had three eyes, bronze boots, a disc on its chest, and a robot. It then shot a kid with a ray gun. The kid disappeared. The alien left, and then the kid reappeared. So if you believe these random Russian kids, I mean, yeah, aliens are real. And they look like some sort of weird 50s 
black and white TV show thing. And I think this might be one of my favorite UFO sightings now. I like the idea of an alien just dropping down into Russia, messing with some kids, and then leaving. It has nothing better to do than that. The other high-quality UFO sighting Jeremy mentions that I had never even heard of was the Vargina UFO incident in Brazil. In 1996, three women in Vargina, Brazil claimed to have seen a mystery creature or the devil. When they told other people about it, alien and UFO rumors got going because of how they described it. They said it had a large head and a thin body, so basically it must be an alien. This turned into such a big deal in the town that there was an official military inquiry that concluded that they had seen a local homeless schizo named Mudino. They said, quote, This citizen, probably being dirty, due to the heavy rains and seen crouching by a wall, was mistaken by the three terrified girls as a space creature. Now, I wasn't there, so I guess it's just up to you to pick who is right on this one, the random people or the military. What is more likely to be wandering the streets of Brazil, an alien or a homeless man? I really don't know. I've never been to Brazil, and I don't know what goes on there. So it's up for you to decide. I do know what goes on in America, however, and that's where the most interesting UFO sighting Jeremy brings up is located. It is the one that happened to him. He says that he had a personal encounter with a UFO that was very clear, lasted almost a minute, and was not just some blurry thing in the distance. This story is so weird that I have hurt my brain trying to think about it. Jeremy says that even though he is a UFO researcher, and he has actually practiced quickly taking out his phone and filming things, he could not film this UFO because he was so stunned. Now, obviously, everyone's first instinct is to assume that this is just a lie to compensate for the fact that he has no video of this UFO. But why would he lie about something that makes him look like such an idiot? If he was going to make up a lie, he should lie and say, it disappeared before I could take out my phone. Surely he's aware that it sounds incredible that someone like him would see a UFO and not record it. So why would he make up a story in which he sees a UFO for a prolonged period of time and then doesn't record it? I'm left thinking that he probably did see something, even if it was not actually aliens. And maybe he really was so stunned that he could not take out his phone. Maybe he was high or something. I don't know. He also said that taking DMT allowed him to talk to an ancient and powerful cat that cured his insomnia. So maybe he's just not totally there, mentally speaking. I don't know. In the beginning of the episode, he says that people are constantly trying to trick him and that he's not a very paranoid person. He says that his default is to sort of say, well, this could be real, I'll look into it. I think this probably explains a lot about him. For instance, he says that a U.S. admiral told him that the James Cameron movie The Abyss is basically a documentary. Does this sound like something that an intelligent person would really say? Or does this sound like someone trolling him? I like The Abyss as much as the next man, and I have a lot of respect for Ed Harris, who nearly died during the filming of that movie. But I mean, let's get real here. I've said this before, but I think that Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp are basically just getting trolled constantly. I see them as basically being Chris Chan type figures 
who are being messed with by people on the internet and sent on different adventures. I mean, The Abyss is not real. It is just a movie. It's just something that James Cameron made up because he's obsessed with the ocean. Avatar and the Titanic aren't real either. That did not happen. We also get a lot of the UFO classic in this episode, which is where the guest will claim to have better evidence that they just can't show anyone. Maybe they'll show it to Rogan later, but not us. You know, oh, I have all this footage. Ha, you just can't see it. You know, maybe in two weeks you can. uh. But people just get strung along like this forever. I mean, UFO people have been coming on Jerry for years. And every time they say, oh, this is huge. The government's finally coming out and admitting it. I mean, we're really on the cusp of something big here, people. It's all coming out. I have all the documents. And then nothing happens. And then people email me and say, I'm wrong. No, you are wrong. I want to see the documents. I can keep a secret and I won't show them to anyone else. So just let me see them. Otherwise, I'll continue to say aliens are not real on this podcast. Another thing he brought up that gets funnier the more I think about it is he says that the government will target people who look into UFOs and try to expose UFOs. Jeremy says, oh, these people in the military or whatever, they get fired for looking into this stuff. Well, what if these people who in their minds are trying to expose alien secrets are actually just poking around ultra top secret Air Force projects? Has he ever wondered if that's why they're getting fired for trying to expose secret military technology? It's funny to me to imagine some guy who has like low level clearance and is some bureaucrat and he thinks he's fighting the deep state and like setting the aliens free or whatever. And then he gets fired because he's actually just harassing people who are like working on the next generation of stealth fighters or something. (laughs) In conclusion, I'm glad that Rogan's UFO enthusiasm seems to have been restored and hopefully he has more alien guests on the show now. Subscribe to the Patreon for $2. There are 10 bonus episodes so far. And if you don't subscribe, I will kill you and make it look like an accident. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Help me. (laughs) And I will see you next episode.